Matt Gurney joins us, News Talk 1010 contributor, also journalist and co-founder of The Line, which is an online magazine. And Matt has always written and spoken very thoughtfully about uh, gun issues and gun control. So I thought we'd bring him in. Because, Matt, I, my sense is, and maybe this is thanks to Kerry Price, Canadians were kind of sleepwalking through this piece of legislation, and now everybody wants to know what's in it. Yeah, it's interesting because the legislation was announced actually some months ago, and it in turn is following up on an order in council, an executive order that was issued years ago. But what really changed a couple of weeks ago was a series of proposed legislative amendments. It's already in the committee stage. The legislation has already gone through first reading, and uh, the conservatives noted, and I have to I have to say they are correct on this, that what the liberals and their their allies, the the NDP and the Bloc, did was introduce a series of amendments that were so substantial that it created a functionally new bill. And they did that the day, uh, pardon me, the week that the Prime Minister and members of his cabinet were testifying at the uh, Public Order Commission in Ottawa. So there was sort of a a week where I was getting private messages going, hey, Gurney, you should check out this gun thing. And I was like, I'm busy, guys. I'm covering this. And I think um, a lot of journalists that cover Ottawa were in the same situation. It really wasn't until the next week that the the nerds uh, like me started getting engaged. But it probably wasn't until a Carrie Price uh, Instagram post that the broader public got in here. It's a really interesting situation, and it's funny you and I talking about it today. I'm actually not convinced the Liberals are not going to pull this whole thing in a couple of days. Okay, well, listen. One of the issues whenever people discuss guns and gun control is the minute you slip up and express you know like you don't know the difference between semi-automatic and automatic everybody says you have no right to an opinion on anything so i'm wondering if you can give us a quick uh, primer i realize there are probably a hundred different genuses of gun but just so that the average civilian i mean i've fired one but i don't think i'll ever fire one again uh, doesn't really know the difference between one gun and another Yeah, I can do that. But let me also give you the political context, which I can do at the same time. So you're absolutely right. Having an argument over how precisely to define a gun is just a really fast way to a migraine. No normal human being enjoys doing this. I do enjoy doing this, but I'm not a normal human being. So that's my confession. In Canadian law, though, it's easier to talk about that. There was a huge reform of our gun laws in the 1990s under Prime Minister Jean Chrétien. And the guns were then kind of grouped into three broad categories. There's what we could call kind of the simple guns uh, that probably a lot of us grew up with in the house because of our parents or our grandparents, hunting guns and hunting shotguns. That's on one end of the extreme. You need a license to have those, but you don't need to go through like super close vetting or anything like that. It's sort of the entry model of gun under Canadian law. On the other end of the spectrum, there were uh, the the really dangerous ones that some exist in Canada, including fully automatic rifles, machine guns, grenade launchers, snub-nosed pistols. The government didn't seize those, but what it did was it created a closed category of licensing, and they called it prohibited. And they basically said, anyone who already owns one, and this is 30 years ago now, anyone who already owns one can keep one, but no one new can buy one. And then in the middle, they created a category called restricted, which was uh, most handguns and certain kinds of rifles. 
Now, these categories have never been perfect, John. It's important to note that there's always been politicians nibbling around the edges, kind of torquing the system, pulling it one way or the other. But that was the broad category. Sort of on one end, you had fairly simple, mundane hunting rifles and shotguns. On the other hand, you had machine guns. And in the middle, you would have certain kinds of rifles and most handguns. Okay. See, complicated stuff. I yeah. mean, one of the keys is how a gun reloads, right? Kind of. Um, and here, here we're getting into the, the complexities. In that old classification system that we've had for about 30 years, it actually really wasn't that key. Um, what was key in the old system more was size, and it was the length of the barrel. And what the liberals have recently proposed in, the, in this amendment is to change how it's reloaded. So they're saying any firearm that is uh, semi-automatic, which means every time you pull the trigger it fires, and has a detachable magazine. And I, I can I can see your, your the, the eyes of listeners rolling everywhere because of all the uh, the terminology here. But a detachable magazine is what you've seen in the movies when the guy's out of ammo and he pulls like a little rectangle out and he throws it aside. He pops in a new one. The liberals are trying to basically change some of the categorization laws of those three categories we used the problem they're running into here is that they're they can kind of do one thing at a time but they can't do both they can come up with a coherent technical standard that sort of explains their early 2020 uh, executive order or they can go out and ban a whole lot of hunting guns that they've promised they won't but they can't do both those things at the same time they've painted themselves into a little bit of a corner because they They've made promises in public that are very hard to legislate. That's the problem they're running into here. And I know this all hinges on uh, technical stuff, so maybe it's sure. easier just to describe that politically. The liberals wanted to be seen as tough on certain kinds of rifles, but they haven't been able to figure out a way to define those rifles in a way that makes sense. So either they're not tough enough in their own eyes on them, or they're way too tough on a lot of other rifles, and that's where the hunting guns come into it and that's why this thing has become such a weird controversy okay but you got to wonder why they're going after rifles i don't know of too many gang members who uh, carry a rifle in their pocket honestly john i i hate to be this cynical but i'm just going to give it to you straight man the reason they're going after the rifles is because if they lose women in the 905 they're done and this is very politically popular for them there really isn't any public safety rationale for this honestly there really isn't even much of a public safety rationale for most of the moves they've made on handguns we all know anyone who's paid any attention knows that 90 percent or more of the handguns used in gang crime in this country are coming in from the united states this is a political wedge it's a really good one for them it's like the conservatives have never figured out how to reply to this the problem for the liberals here is that up until now their gun moves have been very very good politics maybe thanks to Kerry price maybe they just took too many trips to the well it doesn't seem to be good politics anymore and that's why i think they uh, they are very obviously confused out there. They don't know what to do when they take one more trip to the well and nothing happens. Okay, we're up against the headlines, but one last question for you. Is the gun that Carey Price was holding going to be banned? I, I don't know the exact specific model, but certainly firearms like that would be banned, yeah. And I've heard from other members of the hunting community with similar stories here. I don't know. Justin Trudeau picked a fight with Carey Price. We'll see who wins. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks.